Good morning, everyone. In our second reading today, I just want to comment very briefly on one line there. St. Peter says that we should always be ready to give an account for the hope that is within us. Right? As Christians, we use our minds, and we know, we know that Jesus is risen from the dead, and we should be able to, to give to others a reason for that hope. But the one thing I really want to focus on, and I just want to encourage you to, with that one line, is St. Peter says we should do it uh, with gentleness and with reverence. Right now in the world, we live in a very contentious time. There's a lot of division in our country, and across the world, even in the church sometimes. We can disagree with each other within the church. And I think it's very important that you and I, we can disagree about things. We, we pursue Christ. We submit to Him. But we do things with gentleness and reverence. I think that's very important for us. Okay. That's not the end of the homily. I wish it, you know, I know you wish it was. Today I want to talk to you. Yesterday here in Denver, Archbishop Aquila ordained five new men to the priesthood. Uh, three of whom are uh, members of the community that Father Mike and I belong to. So there are three new companions of Christ here in Denver. We're thrilled about that. I experienced Mass yesterday the way you all have been experiencing it. Uh, on a live stream, watching the cathedral. So I know what that's like. Uh, it can be... A little bit difficult, I understand that. But anyway, we ordained five guys. And uh, those three companions, Father Chris, uh, Father CJ, and Father Adrian, new priests. And I want you to think about this for a minute with me. Uh, when you're ordained a priest, I imagine that there's some kind of feeling like the day you get married. Uh, it's different, but there are parallels. But there's something amazing, and what happens, you've been waiting for that day for seven years, maybe longer, and that day finally comes, and you're just overwhelmed with so many good things. And what happens is, I want you to think about this, and this is going to lead us to our gospel, is that a new sphere of existence is opened up. A new sphere of existence is opened up. There's a new way for those five men today. There is a new way that they exist in the world. Life has changed, and they are able to live in a new realm, in a new way. Now, in the Companions, the way we mark that, we have a very, uh, very uh, ritualistic, very ceremonial way of marking that occasion. And what we do is those guys are admitted into our group text. We have a group text in the companions that only the priests are allowed into. And mostly what happens is different priests send cat videos, which is why I don't really pay attention to it. Have you sent any cat videos? Always. Every day. Every day. Right? So now these guys are on the companions group text. Wow. Right? <laughs> Big deal. We did that yesterday, and it was like this big deal, and there's all these reactions. But I do want you to think in a serious way about what happened to those five men. When I was first ordained a priest, I was the same person, but there was something new. And so when you're ordained a priest, I remember being so nervous about confessions. 
And there's a new way that I had to operate as Brian Larkin. I had to go to the confessional. It was a joy. And in the confessional, I had to be the face and the mercy of God. That's a different way for us of being in the world. Right? When we celebrate Mass, uh, even when we're in public just with our collar on, we know that we operate in a different way. Even that title, Father, it, it feels strange when you're first ordained and people say, oh, hey, Father Brian, and I'm like, who are you talking to? There's a new mode. There's a new way of being. And today what I want to lead you into, today's gospel leads us to deep waters. Today we're going to talk about very deep things in the Christian life. Today Jesus is going to talk to us about a new mode of existence that you and I are invited into as Christians. We're still the same person. Right? You might still be Rachel or Dale or Matt or Bernadette or whoever you are. You might still be that person. But God today and Jesus is inviting us into a new way of being in the world. What do I mean by that? So today in our gospel, Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Sounds odd to us, doesn't it? I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth. So Jesus today is going to send out the Spirit, and he tells us because of the giving of the Spirit, you and I will love God and we will keep his commandments. And that's odd for us, right? We, we don't usually think, oh, if you love me, do what I tell you. That sounds a bit odd. But I want to invite you in at home. I want you to pray about this and think about this. Today, what's going to happen, what Jesus is telling us, is that through the Holy Spirit, you and I are going to be drawn into the obedience of Christ. We're going to be drawn into a way of being in the world that isn't the normal human way of being in the world. The normal way to be in the world is for us to think that we do things our way. I determine my path, I live my life, and obedience oftentimes seems like an obstacle to us. But in the Holy Spirit, in the gift that God pours out, brothers and sisters, the mark of Christian faith is that we lose ourselves. We lose our minds, our hearts, our souls. We lose our minds. <laughs> That's already happened to me. But we do, we surrender them. We surrender. The, the true Christian is the one who in the Holy Spirit can surrender himself or herself in perfect, loving obedience. So Balthazar says this, and I'll read it a couple times for you because this is, this is a little dense. Balthazar says, if Christian faith, right, what does it mean to have faith? If Christian faith is not primarily a matter of holding propositions to be true, right, of course we believe that, right? We know that as Christians, 
We believe what Jesus Christ teaches us. We believe what his church teaches us. But we know it's not merely that. We know there's something deeper that to be a real Christian means I don't just understand this teaching and I don't just ascend to it. There's something deeper. It is not primarily a matter of holding propositions, but an act of taking hold of the event by which the one who comes to, the, to faith has himself been seized beforehand. Let me read that again and explain that. It means that an act, faith is an act of taking hold of the event by which the one who comes to faith has himself been seized beforehand. What Balthazar is saying here is that faith believes all things, it hopes all things, it endures all things, as Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians uh, at the end of chapter 12. But it means more than that. It means that Jesus on the cross captured my life. What happened in his death resurrection, his ascension, his pouring out of the Holy Spirit was that he won me for himself and for the Father. And what it means is that somehow that event is something that lives inside of me. Balthazar goes on. He says, it is also an act of permitting oneself to be inserted into the form of this event, into the obedience of faith of Christ himself. Hear that one more time. I know this is a lot. Hang with me. I'm not going to read more to you today. Hear that. Open your ears and your heart and your mind. Faith is also an act of permitting oneself to be inserted into the form of this event, into the obedience of faith of Christ himself. Here's what that means. It means that the Holy Spirit invites us into a new way of existing in the world. Jesus by the Holy Spirit, said yes to the Father and was perfectly obedient and went to the cross. And every Christian, the, the five priests ordained yesterday, but every Christian who comes into his or her faith at the baptismal font, what the Holy Spirit wants to do is draw us into Christ. Deeper and deeper. And one of the signs of that, brothers and sisters, is that the, the Christian who is drawn into Christ through the Holy Spirit, that Christian knows that love and obedience go together. Love and obedience go together. That's the Christian life. 
That's what Jesus knew. That's what he lived from all of eternity. And that's the way the Trinity works. So brothers and sisters, being a Christian, right? We all know it's easier to be a Christian externally than it is to conform my entire existence into that moment that made me a redeemed son of God. It's easier for me to wear my collar in public. It's easier for me to quote Balthazar or Aquinas or Augustine than it is for me to conform my heart to the obedient love of Christ. Jesus today says to us, he says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I've told you before, there's a guy in the companions who says that will be his motto when he is bishop. If you love me, you will obey me. I love that line. But Jesus means it. In the Trinity, what happens, right, is that God the Father and God the Son, because they love each other, they are given over to each other. They surrender. And so much of what sin is about in my life is I don't want to surrender to God. I want to do things my way. I want to be the one who determines what is truth. I want to be able to critique others and leadership. And I want to be able to do the things when I want them, how I want them, and whenever I want them. But that's not love. In the Holy Trinity, through the gift of the love of God, which is the Holy Spirit, you and I know that to love means to let go of ourselves, to trust God. This is the center of what it means to be a Christian. That, that surrender when I know that I am loved, when I see the beauty and the truth of the blessed Trinity, and when I surrender myself, that what that act is, that act of surrender, you could call that faith. You could call it hope, and you could call it love. But it is a surrender. It's an amazing thing. Brothers and sisters, you have the gift of the Holy Spirit. The day you were baptized and when you were confirmed, the greatest thing that you could ever have was poured into your souls. It is the very love of God himself. And to be a Christian does not mean that you can quote John 3.16. You should be able to do that. But if you can't do that, that doesn't mean you're not a Christian. And because you can do that doesn't mean you are. In Romans 8, Paul says, all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. The Holy Spirit transforms us from the inside out to let ourselves go. And this is why obedience to God is the hallmark of the Christian life. It's not a harsh obedience. Sometimes it's difficult, but it's not harsh. It's an obedience of love. Today I'd invite you that touches every practical aspect of your life. Someone who has that spirit within them doesn't say, oh, Sunday mass obligation. 
They don't do that. Right? Someone who has that spirit within them, it just touches every area of their life. Right? The, the, that spirit of surrender and obedience, what it does in material things, it makes us poor. At least simple. Right? Christians don't worship money because their life is surrendered the way that Christ's life was surrendered to the Father. And you and I are drawn into that. And so Jesus' poverty is an outworking of this inner principle that his life is surrendered to the Father. And so he doesn't worship money or material things because his life belongs to the Father. Jesus is chaste, right? This applies to every aspect of his life and his chastity Jesus' chastity is related to the inner principle of a life that is surrendered. Right? And whether you're married or single, if you're a, a priest or a sister, it's kind of weird if you're watching on live stream if that's you, or at least a priest. But our chastity, right, is about us surrendering to God that, that the good of my body is because my life is given over to the Father and to Christ. And it makes us obedient. Right? And when we obey, and our obedience is primarily to God himself. And what a great gift that is. So pray about this today. Look at your life. Do you see obedience to Christ as a burden or as a joy? As the very realm that the Holy Spirit lifts us into. There's a new way to be in the world. There's a new realm of existence. Right? Just like those priests today begin their, their consecrated life as priests, you and I as Christians are invited through the Holy Spirit into the very love of God himself. And so Jesus, I pray for that today, this morning. Lord, I don't want to be a Christian just in externals, but I want to surrender I want to surrender to the Holy Spirit that I can let go of my life, that I can let go of, of being Brian, that I can lose myself in you.